But what's amazing is David is going to show us, and, and he says in the first verse, we're going to read the whole psalm, but be merciful to me, O God, be merciful, for men would swallow me up. He, he's, he's in Psalm 56 in the midst of this horrible time, and he brings it to the Lord. Now, you might ask yourself, what things can I bring to the Lord? What things are too small to bring to God? You know, that question was, was posed to one of the greatest Bible teachers of all times. His name was G. Campbell Morgan. He's kind of like the prototype of John MacArthur and, and W.A. Criswell and other great Bible expositors. Campbell Morgan is the one that started the reading a passage 40 times before he ever taught on it. Great Bible teacher. A woman came up afterward and said, Dr. Morgan, how do I know when what I want to bring to the Lord in prayer is too small to bring to him? And, of course, he was a very British, you know, very proper. And he said, Madame, is anything in your life not small to God? You know what I mean? When you think about God, everything in our life is small to him. I mean, whether it's cancer or your lost cat, you know, Everything in the spectrum of our life, from death to, you know, just little stuff, is small to God. But what he's saying is, nothing is too small to me. I want, in fact, in this, this psalm, he says, I don't want to be out of touch with any part of your life. I even collect your tears. Isn't that interesting? God says, I collect your tears in my bottle. He says, I, I am not distant detached. I am not unacquainted with your small things. They're all important to me. If you read the 73 Psalms that uh, David writes and signs by telling us he wrote them, you get the impression that David's life was filled with constant trouble and countless dangers and relentless stress. And before we jump into this Psalm 56 and then go to 34 and then 70, uh, which is all this time period, I want you to consider something about David. If you look closely, he had a life of trouble and danger and stress. And he had so much danger and trouble and stress that he writes 73 testimonies about how God helped him through it. Now, you know all that. How come when we have trouble and danger and stress that we think it's just unexpected? What's going on? How come I'm having all this trouble? It is normal to go through life. Job said that, that trouble for our life is like the sparks flying upward from a fire. If you're living, you're going to have trouble and danger and stress in life. And David testifies of that. Why do we get so surprised when that's what we also experience? When we're desperate, David's telling us God isn't, okay? He's not desperate. You see, he knew it was coming. And he allowed that gath, Psalm 56 situation, in David's life for a purpose. Now, if you know a lot about ornithology, you know that one of the, the great characteristics of say the eagle our american symbol is that the american eagle the the mother eagle loves her offspring so much that she destroys the nest right out from under them you see the eagle when when they lay their eggs they make one of the most comfortable nests of all it's almost like living in in a goose down comforter 
But as soon as they're, they're fully hatched and on their way, the mother starts destroying the nest. She takes out first all the goose down and leaves only the inner part. And then she starts until it's only sharp sticks. Because she knows that if the nest stays too comfortable, they'll never learn to soar. And what God knew about David, the, the entrance exams for him being the king are very rigorous. And we're going to find the same thing, that through much trial and tribulation we go through life. So when we're desperate, God is not. When we're alone, God is there. When we're troubled, God is a very present refuge. And what Psalm 56 teaches us is this. God loves to be needed. God wants to be sought. God longs to be asked to help us. And that's what David does. Let's read this 56th Psalm together. Would you stand with me? And let's read this Psalm and let the Lord touch our hearts with it. Psalm 56. And think of all the times in life when you're in places and struggling in your heart. And that's exactly what David's feeling. Psalm 56. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day long, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me. Almost high. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? By the way, the flesh can do a lot to you. Flesh can kill and murder and destroy and, and deride us and scoff at us. But, but what he's saying is, flesh, humans, can't do anything to me that God isn't superintending and in control of. See, they can do a lot of stuff. Look at verse 5. They can twist my words. Their thoughts can be evil against me. They can gather together. They hide. They mark my steps. They lie in wait for me. Shall they escape by iniquity? In anger, cast down the peoples, O God. You're the one that's in control, he's saying. Look at verse 8. The one who is always with us misses nothing, is what he's saying. Verse 8. You number my wanderings. See, you always know where I am. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? See, nothing's too small for God. All of our wanderings and our tears, he's got them. Verse 9, when I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know, because God is for me. That's, that's his triumphant um, reality. I know because God is for me. Everybody else can be against me. God is for me. Verse 10. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Verse 12. Vows made to you are binding upon me, O God. I will render praises to you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? What a psalm.